Howdy. Welcome to the Managing Expectations podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Winger. With me, as always, is the aide de camp, Brian Grimm. Howdy, Brian. Howdy, Jeff. It is so good to be here. It, it seems like it's been uh, a little while. Kind of has been. Yeah. Yeah it's, been, yeah, it's been a little bit since the schedules have worked out. It's just, you know, um, uh, high, high summer uh, is, is, uh, you know, it, you know, let's face it, Brian, we're not people that take off for a month and, uh, you know, rent a home in the Hamptons. That would be nice. I'd like to do that. Um, you know, Rabo Karabekian, uh, Kurt Vonnegut's, um, protagonist in Bluebeard, uh, had a home in the Hamptons. But other than him, it seems like everybody's kind of a jerk up there, kind of rich and snotty. Mm. And you know what? Uh, when it, when it, since um, I have to make my living uh, kissing the tail of the American middle class, uh, I don't really want to do it on vacation either. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, that's Okay, so here's the thing, and I know I know that we've got some things we want to talk about, but that just occurred to me. Are there are there places in the U like uh, that you would not want to go? What are some places where, if if you had an all expenses, you know, you won the uh, let's make a deal showcase, and they had a all expenses paid trip to. Kabul. Okay, no, don't be ridiculous, but uh, Destin, Florida. Not going to Destin. <laughs> okay, because here, here's, here's the thing. And you know what? This is why you're kind of the East German judge on vacation locations. Oh, come on. Come on. Hey, by the way, did you listen to my, uh, my solo uh, supplement? I did. Got in a little D D Dave and Buster's humor in there. Hilarious. Even by myself. I, I, just, I just tickle myself, Brian. I know you do. Um, oh, hey, before we get too far, too. No, no, no. Uh, remind me, we had some reader, we had some listener feedback. But, Great. Um, um, but first, like, where are some places you wouldn't go under any circumstances? Like some uh, places that are like actually kind of like vacation spots, people go there and um, it's just like, it, it doesn't interest you. I'll start. Go ahead. Colonial Williamsburg. Because it's like a bunch of people dressed up like it was a Victorian colony, um, probably, not entirely accurately, but just, you know, like seeing people with like big buckles on their shoes and puffy shirts and white wigs. Uh, by the way, by the way, I've been to a pioneer village on three different continents. I have been dragged to a pioneer village in three different continents. You know what a pioneer village is? It's like, how people lived in pioneer times, like with log cabins and stuff. 
Yeah. And so it's like, there's like an old lady there who, to tell you how they churn the butter. And so in, in Littleton, there's the Littleton Historical Museum. And, and I went there as oh, an early yeah. teen. Let, let's talk about a suburb of Denver. Yeah, let's talk about Denver some more. Because well, uh, hey, hey, listen, I'm just comparing it. And so I went there as a kid. Okay. And I'm like, yeah, I can't imagine traveling cross country to see this on a larger scale. Yeah, that's well, okay. Because like they show you how to churn the butter and how to like, yeah, that's great. Work a loom. Yeah. Super great that they knew how to do that back then. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm also glad that I don't, I, that I can uh, talk to my friend who's 800 miles away over the internet. That's something that I'm proud of that we can do in this period of time. So I've been to a couple pioneer villages, mostly in elementary school here in North America. Um, On our trip uh, to, I don't know, I don't know if like our, my, my dear, dear friends in Finland drug me to a pioneer village. I'd rather think that I got it a pioneer village in, um, when we toured the Baltic states. And then when we went to Hong Kong and we went over into China, part of part of the allure of Shenzhen before it became like, I don't know, like a city of 35 million people and one of the manufacturing capitals of uh, China, um, they had a pioneer village. And it's just like, oh, for the love of Pete, how many pioneer villages do I have to sit through? It's like, great. They went out, they hunted, and they came home and they ate the what they killed. Good for them. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So anyway. Um, so I, I like to travel and, and I like to see interesting places. Um, and so this, this is difficult for me to say because I'm like, well, yeah, there, there are some places that uh, may not jump out at me as some place that I could am interested in seeing, but yeah, I'll probably make the best of it. But uh um, if there's a Renaissance fair that's happening, no, not interested. No, no, no. Um, no, my lord. <laughs> <laughs> Didst thou enjoy your turkey leg? Uh, have you ever had a turkey leg before, like on, at, at from one of these fairs? No. I think I've had them on one of these holidays. Yeah, they're kind of gross. Uh, my country friend Steve Pritchett bought a uh, a fryer, and we like deep fried the oh. turkey. The, the turkey. I thought we were still sticking with that Renaissance theme, so I thought it was just like a, a guy in a brown robe with a rope tied around his waist, a fryer. Come to think of it, um, Steve does kind of naturally have a fryer tuck hair growth pattern. <laughs> uh, yeah, anyway. Uh, no, I've never gone to a Renaissance fair, and I'm skeptical of um, any fellow who um, uh, unironically uh, calls a female milady 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, Brant Branson, Missouri. Have you ever have I ever talked to you about Joe Queenan's book? Talk right. to me about it. Talk to me about it. You sent me a copy of it. Do you still have it? Um, I think so. So it's hilarious. It's it's so hilarious. I I just got another copy, and I wonder if it's really dated. Um, I I bought a hardcover because I'd gotten rid of my. Um, uh, I got rid of my trade paperback. I actually saw him in um, a book reading uh, and an appearance in Portland for this book. And he was really funny. The thing is, he's, he's really highbrow and he's really snotty. And, um, uh, you know, he still writes for the Wall Street uh, jur- Journal. And he, you know, he writes, I mean, mostly he's funny, but not always. And he, he's a guy who takes a month off in the Hamptons. Yeah, though he wrote a memoir called Closing Time uh, that is grim, that is really, I'm sorry, uh, bleak um, about his childhood in Philadelphia. I mean, he grew up poor, working class, Irish. And um, uh, anyway, well, like, like there's, there's really no place in the deep south that I want to see. So if I never go back to Louisiana, I'm okay. I mean, I mean, if I, I, I suppose seeing Vicksburg in Mississippi would probably be okay, but I don't know that I would get a sympathetic tour guide. You know, I mean, places where they still can call it again, unironically, um, the war of Northern aggression, mm-hmm. um, you know, Alabama, I've been to Georgia, you know, I, you know, I, you know, I, Atlanta was a perfectly fine modern city, and you know, um, you know, I do not want to talk about the Olympics again. But I mean, of all the cities that have had the Olympics, the, uh, Atlanta seemed to have benefited by their infrastructure better than most. Mm-hmm. Um, they got a rail line from the airport to downtown out of it. I think the Olympic Park is still utilized. So, um, you know, I don't know, but then you start talking about the Atlantic coast and, you know, except for sharks wanting to eat you, um, that'd be all right. By the way, okay. You saw, you saw what the Australians say about nature. If you see something, poke it with a stick. If it changes colors, don't touch it, run away from it. Yeah. I did see that. And you just think that nature is amazing. I think that there's a lot of nature that is amazing. The other parts of it are terrifying. I think, yeah, I think it's amazing how quickly um, (laughs) nature can kill you. Um, So anyway, uh, but like, um, where were we? So I, I had oh, we were, um, we were, 
Chattanooga. See, like these, these like total rednecks. Um, you know, when my my mother in law's truck broke down, they t- they treated us totally great. They were fine. You know, mm-hmm. I just wouldn't want to spend a, any more time in Chattanooga than I had to. Some of that's because anything you can get in Chattanooga, you can get someplace else. Yeah, because you know whatever they got, Sam's Club, and you know I suppose you know if you're making a list, you know as long as they have a Dave and Buster's, you're fine. Um, okay, just for just I'm going to go on the record for our listening audience. There is no record, Brian. What do you think? This is a Senate subcommittee hearing. <laughs> Are you writing this down? Because I'd like it to be reflected in the record. I have been to Dave and Buster's exactly two times in the last 20 years. Two times. So as often as you've been to Casa Bonita. Yeah, there you go. Once a decade. Once a decade. Yeah. Uh, did you see that Trey, Stone, Trey Parker and Matt Stone bought Casa Bonita? It's back, baby. It's back. Well, we'll see. Did you see that they just made like a billion dollars that like Comedy Central is going to give them a billion dollars to keep making South Park a show that they clearly want to be canceled from? Wow. I did not see that. Yeah, it's big news. (laughs) And, And apparently, so I didn't know this, but this is why these guys are wealthier than Creases. They the deal they got in like I don't know it's like the early aughts, but like nothing there was no streaming. Netflix was still sending you. Um, oh, okay, I think it was like two thousand and seven, uh, and so you had you know people had iPhones, but you weren't watching movies on them yet. Mm-hmm. Um, there was no tablets um, to speak of. You didn't. Um, uh, Netflix was still sending you DVDs in the mail. And those two guys made a deal for 50% of media income. Wow. Yeah. So that's so, like a better. So, yeah. So back then they thought, okay, yeah. So what's for DVD set DVD sales? Yeah, no, no problem. We'll sign. We'll make that deal with you. Have you ever been to a place that sells used DVDs and seen how many South Park seasons there are? No. Okay. It's very common. There's a, there are millions of them out there. <clears throat> um, okay. So, so like, I don't know. I don't want to see the deep South. I don't really don't want to go. I, I, you know what? Like, I, like, I just don't see it happening but I would go to Niagara Falls. My wife's been there and she uh, says that it's just hideous. That um, it's like- Really? <laughs> in, Su- in Superman 1, it looks pretty nice. Uh, I don't remember that scene from 1978's Superman 1. When did they go to Niagara Falls? When him and Lois Lane got married? Did they really? 
I don't know if they, yeah, they, they ran away. Remember? And some kid falls over the edge at Niagara falls and, and uh, Superman has to change and save him before he falls into the water. No, I just remember when he had to fly around the earth backwards and do a thing. I don't want to, I don't want to spoil it for anybody who hasn't seen it though. In 1970, since it came out in 78, they've had their chances. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think Niagara Falls looks kind of interesting. It certainly wouldn't be on my top 50. No. But see, but that's the thing. I mean, there's only so, you know what? The places I want to go to now are places where there are people that I care about and I want to see them. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, I'd like to spend some time with them. So, like, you know, go ahead. Well, when I was when I was younger, I thought like I wasn't really interested in really big cities where there was a lot of people, and so I'd see these pictures of Tokyo, and it and it was just kind of intimidating. You know, just all these people getting crammed onto subway cars and buses and things like that. And so, for a long time, that that never really interested me. But there's um, I think Tokyo might be an interesting place to see now. You remember what Tim, Tom Wolf said? Um, that, I mean, there's like not a more expensive place on earth than Tokyo. They're I don't like, remember this. Um, he, he came away from his visit to Japan with two, two takeaways. One being... Um, those paper walls they use i mean like like everyone's home is tiny Mm -hmm. and those those paper walls um allow you to hear everything literally everything uh that you so like if i'm making a smoothie at six o'clock in the morning like my neighbors might hear that is that what the kids are calling it? <laughs> like a green smoothie? <laughs> if you're making a DJ Coco smooth. Um, uh, yeah, so, um, oh, and then everything is like unbelievably expensive. That like a steak at a nice place is $500. <laughs> I had a friend, I mean, obviously this is a different city, uh, but I had a friend whose wife works for a company and they got absorbed into a company that's based in Shanghai. And so she had to travel to Shanghai for work or not Shanghai, um, Singapore for work. Oh, a cleaner place that really is great about human rights. Uh and that's, I mean, that's what she says. She couldn't believe how, how amazingly clean the place was, but it is hyper expensive is not even an accurate word for how crazy expensive it is there. I'm sure that's, yeah, I'm sure that's true. Um, all right. Well, maybe we'll, we'll touch about Joe Queen and later. I don't know. There's just places that I don't, I don't feel like going to. I mean, I, I would... I don't know. You know, I like the surf. I like, I like the sun. Um, 
you know, tri trips to Colorado have have been more <sighs> paternal maintenance. So anyway, I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind, you know, I might, uh, you know, it's, it's funny. We're actually getting old enough that Mrs. Winger is talking in terms of like where we might like to sell out and hunker down. Key West. Like, like on Golden Pond. <laughs> Oh, my knight in shining armor. All right. So, um, so, so anyway, there's, there's places that we can check out. Yeah. Um, so, uh, Lauren, who is a frequent listener, I think he's a very consistent listener. And I'd kind of like to have him on, uh, if he would ever want to come on because he knows movies really, really well. And we thank him for his support. And we do thank him for his support, but he, he corrects us or corrects me. Dolly Parton did not write islands in the stream. The Bee Gees did. Oh, of course. Everybody knows that. Well, <laughs> you, you, if you knew it, you didn't correct me at the time. Oh, wow. And, um, uh, that makes sense. It does. It does kind of sound. I mean, it's with its. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You, well, once you know, you can kind of hear it. Yeah. Um. I don't know if it was like all three active BGs at the time. If it was a Barry Gibb joint. Uh. If if Robin and and uh, I don't know the other one, Dwayne. Daryl. <laughs> Daryl Gibb. <laughs> Daryl Earl Gibb. He was from the he was from South New South Wales. Don't you think so, Robin? <laughs> uh that Justin Timberlake, Jimmy Fallon, BG show sketch was pretty hilarious. Yeah. No, yeah. no, 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 I don't. I don't really know how it goes. I just know that when he does this with his voice. Kind of like a falsetto vibrato. Is it? Is and, then it? He, and yeah, and then he gets, and then he gets uh, very angry at Robin and, and gets uh, very violent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's hilarious. What else did, what, what else did uh, Lauren have to say? Was that the, his only uh, listener feedback? Well, he said that he said that the only reason he knew was because a friend was that of his was really into the BGs. Mm. And I'm like, yeah, I I, I got you, buddy. Wink. <laughs> <laughs> also, I found out my um, okay. So Julene's niece married a guy from England, and he's digging the Managing Expectations podcast. Um, and we're mass, we're mass communicating, and, and it's kind of well, they live in the states now, they just oh. moved to the states, yeah. They they got hung up because of COVID and stuff. Um, but um, apparently, the Americans will still let the cousins in, 
I mean, he's already he's already married one of our women, so the damage is already done. You know. <laughs> um, um, uh, what was I going to say? Um, <laughs> so uh, she says, she says that uh, because he knows me, he thinks it's even funnier. And I'm like, oh, well, that's great. So to really appreciate this podcast, you have to know me, which would, ex which would explain why we have dozens of listeners. Um, it it you gotta, helps. You, yeah. You got to get out there and meet people, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I want to, I wanted to talk about something. It's really been on my mind. Taco salad, taco salad. Now, um, uh, Mrs. Winger will say, uh, why don't we have taco salad tonight? And I think that that just is like, what that means is we're out of tortillas. Because to my way of thinking, the lettuce is the price you pay to get to all the delicious stuff that you would have put in a taco or a burrito shell um, and, um, enjoyed that way. So essentially, um, uh, you use the lettuce and taco salad to, you know, d d dilute, um, g give you some cover. You can, you can claim to have eaten a salad this month. I, I used to, uh, I used to not really like, um, baked potatoes very much. And I come from a family that loves baked potatoes. <clears throat> and my point was, is that the potato is, is really just a vehicle to carry cheese, butter, salt, and pepper, bacon bits, chives. And, and the potato is just a, yeah, it's just a manner of transport for those other delicious things. Well, if I'm being completely honest, I think that French fries are essentially just a delivery vehicle for Heinz ketchup. <laughs> yeah, it would be uh, uncouth just to. <laughs> just just to... Uh, geez. You know, when I was waiting tables, there were every once in a while, you had to keep an eye on the kinder because invariably some little monster would just like start sucking on the ketchup bottle. <laughs> you'd want those out of, you'd want those out of circulation. Yeah. Uh, so, um, uh, um, yeah, yeah. So yeah, that, that's, that's the thing about baked potatoes. So, so you have like one of the most high carb, um, things in the world and then you want to put like all this awesome fattening stuff on top mm -hmm. yeah uh, but you know americans are such a high energy people they burn it right off right <laughs> right there's a there's well, a comedian the so you, you you don't okay so you're saying you don't like a baked potato i mean will you will you like a baked potato with all the stuff on it it's not it, it's not really my thing um yeah it's 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 okay 
if 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 I'm gonna have uh, a a steak, I'll usually just have a steak and salad. I don't really like the the baked potato part of it. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Because you know, I I try to pass, but you know, when I have one, I enjoy it a great deal. Yeah. Yeah. Because carbs and fat are delicious <laughs> going back to the the taco salad there's a uh, there's a comedian who talks about uh, mexican food and it's like yeah it's, it's all the same it's uh meat cheese beans and a spicy sauce <laughs> and uh, like a tostada uh yeah it's, it's meat cheese beans and a spicy sauce okay well what's a burrito oh, that's meat and cheese <laughs> beans and a spicy sauce um so taco salad fits perfectly into into all that meat cheese beans spicy sauce huh, a little bit of lettuce throw some lettuce in there it's a bingo <laughs> yes that's a that's a bingo so there was this there was this really good uh, Mexican place in Kansas City called Guadalajara. I don't know if I ever told you about it. Jared, we took Jared and Emily there uh, when they visited, um, and they what was the deal there? <clears throat> this guy would like come up and he'd do a spiel, and like every time we took people, we asked him to do it, and like. I, I mean, like the first couple of times he was like awesome about it. But then like the third time, like you can kind of tell that he was just like, like going through the pattern. And, you know, it's, it's the price you pay to be a restaurateur because you got to engage with you know, the people that bring their relatives, you know, into the place. Anyway, he, he did this thing. He goes, I come to this country and they put yellow cheese all over the Mexican food. In my country, we do not have yellow chess. I said, what is this yellow chess? And a good time was had by all. Yeah. Yeah, I think he was opening up a place called Frida's. It was going to be like a Frito Kahlo themed place. It was going to be more upscale about the time we moved away. So I don't know if either of them are still there. You know, who... Who knows what's still standing from the before times. Uh, several years ago, Sarah and I went to Santa Fe for our anniversary. Oh, okay. And, uh, Did you go back to Santa Fe? I would go back to Santa Fe. Yeah, we had a, we had a really nice time. Uh, you know, a lot of interesting art there. Um, you know, a lot of galleries, stuff like that. So walked around. Uh, the food there is is different than the Mexican food that we get here in, in Colorado. Um, the Native American influence is a lot heavier. Oh, um, and uh, it's 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 just and so uh, instead so of you is know, there more maize? Right, right. <laughs> you know they still follow that formula, but they'll they'll mix it up a little bit. But it's still it's delicious. It's it's really really good. Okay, that's interesting. That's interesting. Um, um, you know, um, I've been told that no one in the world 
outside of Colorado eats big smothered burritos. That's like totally a Colorado thing. And if you, and, and it's true, you can't get it like just anywhere. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's probably that. true. Yeah. Uh, uh, one time we visited Sarah's family in Indiana. And, <laughs> uh, <laughs> and I had said, well, I'm going to make uh, a green chili. We're going to have, you know, some extended family over and I'll make green chili. And uh, where, where did you think you were going to get green chili in? I had uh, to settle. Indiana. I had to settle for. I had. To, I think we ended up going to like two or three different grocery stores to find some canned green chilies, and. Uh, I, I can't believe you didn't have to settle for green peppers. Yeah, and uh, put it all together, made this huge pot of it, and uh, the the folks in Indiana, like this, blew their mind. They, I mean, they refused to call it green chili; they called it hot Colorado soup. <laughs> <laughs> and uh um it didn't go over well no <laughs> if you if you can imagine that uh i can i can uh because i think that my my most well you know look again the exception of my old man um all of my indiana relatives uh thought that the fair at casa bonita was pretty outstanding yeah yeah uh sarah's potato salad that that sold out in a hurry (laughs) (laughs) uh do you like do you like your wife's potato salad better than your mom's potato salad of course I don't know if you're telling the truth on this sort of stuff or not. Neither your wife nor your mother listen to this podcast. Oh, but you, and and neither does your son who produces it. So he he just <laughs> so 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 if you tell me the truth, it's not getting back to anybody. I don't really like potato salad as it is. So right, I guess we've already covered your aversion yeah. to potatoes. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, so it goes. Yeah. Uh, um. Did you did you want to ask me whether or not a hot dog was a sandwich? I did. This is this has kind of been floating around the internet for the last couple of years. This argument about a hot is a hot dog a sandwich or not? I React. Mean, it, it, <laughs> What's my motivation? Um, If you define a sandwich as being meat between bread, then I I suppose you would say it is. Um, However, no one in the right mind would say, hey, how about sandwiches? Yeah, that's great. Hot dog sounds really good to me right now. No, no, you just, it's, 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 it's sui generis. It's a thing unto itself. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Americans eat more hot dogs than anybody 
maybe an American invention. I'm sure that the Germans are aghast. I don't know. I mean, they certainly like their sausages. But hot dogs, you know, and look, I mean, I'm at, I'm at a stage in life where, you know, I spring for either Hebrew National or Nathan's, right? All beef, hot dogs, because, um, I mean, this, is, this goes back to like one of Steve Martin's comedy albums in the 70s, where it's like, I like hot dogs. I like pig lips and rat fetuses. <laughs> but I, I think there's a lot of stuff that goes into low-end hot dogs. I heard one guy say once that the thing that is thrown out as recession ends, the, the thing most commonly thrown out of households as recessions end are hot dogs. That people buy hot dogs when money is tight and as soon as money is less tight, uh, they get rid of the hot dogs. I don't know if that's true or not, but I could buy that. I mean, well, yeah, you, yeah, they're easy. They're easy to cook. You can freeze them. Yeah, you just. But I, I don't think that they're fussy into what they put into that mash. You know, it's yeah. it's it's uh, it's like it's like better formed head cheese. It's a concoction. It's an amalgam. It's an, yeah. Um, I it's just saw it. Brian, Brian. It's a mammalian amalgam. As uh, Keanu Reeves said in that one movie, it's a hot dog. <laughs> what was that from? Um, uh, what's the one where Shirley Theron is sick, and he's like he's he's like some ad executive, and then he falls in love, and she changes his life. Like last October or something. Two weeks notice. No. Uh, made in Manhattan. Of course not. <laughs> Those are. The- those are beloved films. <laughs> all right, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Uh, yeah, I, I think, yeah, you're going all the way back to the 90s. And it wasn't, it, it was like a romance. It wasn't even a rom-com. No, it was, and it was called Sweet November. That sounds terrible. So that was like that was like Keanu Reeves before he got cool again. Mm-hmm. Did you ever like clicking through the channels? Have you ever seen this show called Point Break? Um, yeah, I think I think so. I never did, but I was surprised to find out that it was uh, it was directed by Catherine Bigelow went on to do uh, Hurt Locker and Zero Dark Thirty. Didn't know that. Yeah. Just found that out. 
kind of interesting, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Amy Poehler had that great joke about um, at the Golden Globes about uh, Zero Dark Thirty and, and its scenes of intense torture, saying that she would be, she would be like something like, she, she'd tend to believe um, uh, <laughs> portrayals of torture by a woman who is married to James Cameron. <laughs> James Cameron is the uh, high maintenance director who, uh, I don't know, did Avatar and um, T2. Yeah, term yeah, he's I, I think even even Terminator movies he didn't direct. Also Terminator the Terminator, the first mm -hmm. one. Um even the ones the, he didn't do, he he was like a producer on, right? I mean, doesn't he kind yeah. of own the property? Probably. Did the Abyss. Mm-hmm. A movie we both like. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that's the only one. Oh, Titanic. Of course, King of the World. Sarah hates that movie. Why? Really? Oh, she hates it. Come on. Ser like, See, I, I, I can't tell if you're pulling my leg. No, no I'm being 100% serious. If you, if you mention Titanic or My Heart Will Go On or whatever, uh, you're going to get an eye. You're going to get... Uh, what my my aunt Susan reviews movies from Saturday Night Live. <laughs> well, she, gets, she said, "Oh, I give that movie a oh brother." <laughs> Titanic and Happy Feet. I've never seen Happy Feet. Good. <laughs> when the ship breaks in true into does. Do, do do the do the propellers go up in the air like they do in Titanic? Because that was awesome. She hates it. You know what? Yeah. This is funny. Is she just being contrarian? No, she she thinks that it's overindulgent. Uh, uh, a bunch of just selfish people that if she would have, if she would have just listened to what Leo told her to do, she would have lived. And then the woman throws this, this priceless thing into the ocean at the end when she could have given it to like her daughter or something. And like, she knew a guy for three days on a boat and her life revolves around that. It's just, she says, it's just, it's ridiculous. Okay. Okay. I mean, she, she 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 could she could fill an hour like if we wanted to do a special episode <laughs> special episode mrs grimm's titanic screed it 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 would probably though change our rating on <laughs> on <podcast. laughs> we'd have to drop the e that's yeah. funny um, We'd have to release it under a pseudonym. <laughs> <laughs> Managing expectations podcast supplemental by from somebody that we don't know about 
with no with no authorization from us whatsoever. <laughs> That's funny. Um, so Jared couldn't make it today. He's got some sweet side gig. What's up with that? If it's another podcast, I am not going to be happy. I'll tell you what. I mean, I would have liked. I would have liked a chance to, you know. Right. Uh, you know, at least have a negotiation. That's right. Oh, we're negotiating. <laughs> have a conversation about it. It was. It was pretty mysterious, wasn't it? It really was. It really was. Hmm. Uh, um. Well, we'll see. I probably could have got Tirza, uh, but uh, um, I thought given my overall mental state and um, you know what, you know, and I think you know that this is true, Brian, is I probably, well, okay, so there's two things and this is kind of heavy, but I think, I, okay, so I, I'm no, I'm no angel. I'm no saint. Um, but I think that I'm a better guy than I used to be. Good. That's, I, I mean, that's, I think that that's commendable. I think as all of us age, we want to be better than we were five years ago. Okay. I don't know that it would have killed you to say, absolutely, Jeff, you're a much better man. Well, I was agreeing with you and then No, it didn't really it didn't really sound like it, but you know, whatever. Um doing a, you're doing a my great job. Who listen to the podcast, you know, can maybe, you know, let us know whether or not they thought you were being um a little a little too veiled. Well, maybe my friends who listen to the podcast will agree with me. Oh, you have friends who listen to the podcast? I do. Oh, really? Your friend Darren, my friend Darren. There it is. Yep. That's what you're bringing to the table. I know him. <laughs> <laughs> Does he think it's funnier because he knows you? Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. So, um, okay, go ahead. Go ahead. I wonder if I used to be funnier when I was drinking. Or if I just thought it was funnier when I was drinking. Um, All right, you know, take it easy, will you, Carry Nation? Uh, you probably thought you were funnier. I also thought other people were funnier when I was drinking. And so now nothing's really as funny as it used to be. You're just not having much fun anymore. I haven't had fun in several decades. Yeah. Um, and then, and then the, the other thing is, I think that when I was, you know, more outrageous, you know, I had that Lewis Black kind of just meltdown, scream and holler, because, because you know, people are like so, people are like so stupid. I mean, and, and just the, the American public, but the thing is, it's like, it's not, it's not that funny to me anymore, you know, um, you know, the, oh, 
you go to a you, you know you go to a grocery store and they and they put out like wet wipes for people to like you know whatever buff and polish the the shopping cart but then like nobody ever cleans them up and so it's like you've got you're taking over from the last guy who looks like he's used a beach towel worth of wet wipes and it's just like sitting there in the bottom of the stupid shopping cart it's like what is wrong with you clean up after yourself clean up after yourself why is that so hard Nobody wants to pick up your crap, you know, and what you, you're the sort of person who says, Oh, they don't pay, you know, they, they pay somebody to do that. Well, I, I doubt that it's in the job description. Um, pick up after the American middle class's crap, but you know, whatever. So anyway, that stuff bugs me. You know, I had it. Oh, get this, get this. So I'm driving Mrs. Winger's um, Cobra, and uh, I got the top fast, down. Yeah, a fast car. Mm-hmm. And so um, this guy in a like a Mini Cooper. Now, do they make those? Do they make those fast? They do. They have the Mini Cooper S, um, which is it's a BMW. Uh, it's a BMW, right? It is, but. It's still a mini. So I know what the guy's going to do. He wants to, I mean, I'm in the middle lane and I'm, and I'm going a certain speed and there's a guy on the left in the, in the fast lane. He's not going that fast. And I hear the guy and he wants to like come roaring up and then, cut in front of me and get around the slow guy in the fast lane. So I hear the roar and I think, you know what? I got a little roar too. Mm-hmm. So, so I speed up and I, you know, maybe this, maybe this isn't the kindest behavior. Okay. Didn't mean for it to be provocative, but I was prepared, mentally prepared to get my tail kicked. Anyway, uh, this guy was such a jerk and he like came, he came flying through and he like swerves in front of me. But I mean, the, the body of this, of this Cooper, of this mini really, really went to the right. Like, like another five miles an hour and he could have flipped it. Mm Mm-hmm. That would have been okay. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I'm teaching Ella to drive, my daughter to drive. Your daughter to drive. And she is very conscientious. She's doing a great job and she's very safe and, and I'm proud of her. She doesn't, she doesn't listen. You don't have to go on like that. She, but she maintains the speed limit. And sometimes, sometimes you've got to go a little bit faster than the speed limit. You've got to, you've got to merge, you've got to merge, or you've got, you've got something going on on one side of you and you've got to speed up a little bit to go, to get around them, you know, whatever. Um, and, uh, leaving our house, there's a section where it goes from 40 down to 25 
as you go through an area where there's a big parking lot uh, where people will park, they'll uh, ride their bikes, they hike, and they got to cross the street. And there's there's cars and there's people and there's people on bikes all over the place. But it goes from 40 down to 25. That is like the most Colorado non... Are you reading from a chamber of commerce brochure? And in this particular area, many, sunlight... fam many families are enjoying themselves. Backpacking, <laughs> hiking, bicycling, enjoying nature, bird watching, avoiding the bears. Actually, yesterday on my way through this particular area, uh, there was a, uh, a truck that was uh, uh, stocking uh, uh, rainbow and brown trout into the river right there, which is just the greatest thing to see. Good for sportsmen to go there and catch some fish. <laughs> Anyhow, the point of the story is, is that it goes from 40 down to 25. Right. And, and people, many people think that, no, it should still be 40, even though I mean, you've just got, you've got people all over the place and it, it goes down to two lanes. It kind of pinches down. You got to go over a bridge that's narrow too. Um, and uh, she had some guy on her tail the other day that she was, she was doing 25, maybe just a bit above that. And he was on the bumper the whole way, her bumper the whole way. I'm like, just give it a rest, man. Like it's, this is a busy area. Listen, I understand that you've got to get to wherever quicker than, than we do, but just, just relax, just take it easy. And then uh, once we get through it, it opens up and then he of course flies around us and, you know, gives us the look. And then we, uh, the next light, we pull up right next to him. Yeah. Because you don't really, you don't really gain anything on most arterials by driving like a jerk. You know, right. I mean, the guy that like screams past you, as, as you say, um, is often waiting for you at the next red light. Um, what, what was he driving? Let me guess. Let me guess. Let me guess. Uh, a Dodge Ram. <laughs> Seriously? Uh, uh, it was, it was a Ford, it was a Ford pickup. It was like a F F-150. Okay. But, 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 but I will tell you this, if there's somebody driving like a jerk, he's got a 65% chance of driving a, a Dodge Ram. Yeah. I don't know why that is. I don't know why either. I, I mean, okay. Although, uh, the time that, um, we rented a car for me to get back from, uh, my mother-in-law's house, I can't remember what the deal was. I, they upgraded me to a Dodge Ram, had a Hemi. And I will tell you that you could, you could find yourself going really fast and it, and it was a pretty smooth ride. You didn't really know. And I just thought, Oh, look, I was just that guy for a minute. And I tried to take my foot out of it. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Well, I'm glad that a, a real man in a, in a truck was able to put your tiny 16 year old daughter in her place. Yeah. Yeah. I bet. Yeah. Nice work Rambo. If you're out there, if you happen upon this 
this uh, this podcast. You're a jerk. Yeah. Just and a lot of people are jerks, and I've about had it. <laughs> so listen, um, uh, a friend of mine who was fully vaccinated um, uh, has just came down with um, uh, COVID nineteen. They they don't say. But it seems like it's the Delta variant because she doesn't feel bad, but she lost either her taste of smell or taste. Sense of smell. Sense of smell or her sense of taste. She lost one or the other. And um, so um, I've been masking up again. Yeah, I I happen to at work. been wearing the mask and uh going out i find myself grabbing it again um even though they say that the breakthrough cases aren't for many are pretty asymptomatic or just very mild yes symptoms um you're still you're still carrying it and you could give it to somebody who may not who may have a tougher time with it so yeah yeah Although, although again, most of the folks who are getting serious cases of Delta uh, are those who have chosen not to be vaccinated, right? Mm-hmm. So a tiny, tiny fraction may have some medical reason why they can't be. Uh, and the rest um, uh, have made a decision that they may have to bear the consequences for. Right. Right. And so I'm thinking in terms of an America with uh, 30% less traffic, 30% better parking, 30% less weight at a restaurant. Oh, well. We We just do this. For five weeks, and then. So my friend, better. my 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 friend Devin, who has been a uh, faithful uh, listener, uh, he said, "Man, I just checked out Chris Levine's Refresher podcast. It's great." Like, oh, thanks. I know. Levine's just really something. It's, it's great. Uh, he's on Spotify. I wish we were on Spotify. What the what? By the way, if you enjoy the Managing Expectations podcast, check us out on Apple Podcasts, Google, Stitcher. Are we on Stitcher? Uh, Oh, big time. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Podbean. Uh, But for some reason, um, uh, we're having trouble with Spotify. And I, I, for one, don't want trouble with Spotify. Nor do I. Well, I mean, can we get somebody to return a phone call over there? Are they all the Swedish? <laughs> when I called them to find out what had happened, they said, Mr. Fursum, flip, 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 flip. You know, my favorite royalty in all of Europe is King Gustav. 
Um, yeah, anyway, we're having trouble with Spotify. That's a bummer. But anyway, um, so there's that. There's uh, Levine on Spotify at the refresh. Uh, what's it called? It's it's refresher, refresher. pop pop culture therapy podcast pop culture therapy podcast where it's like him doing like a really encouraging uh little uh, that's not not to say not not to diminish it but it's brief Uh, unlike you and (laughs) unlike you and i chris has a sense of when to shut up (laughs) um and then he like has like this pot this uh playlist that he accomplished you know what though they're always a little heavy on the Smiths. If I'm being completely honest, there's a lot of Smiths on there. Okay. And more and Morrissey's kind of a downer, right? Um, yeah. <laughs> I wanted a job. Now I have a job and heaven knows I'm miserable now. <laughs> uh, I yeah, do. I, I, I do like some, some Morrissey songs, but I'm sure you do. Yeah. Okay, Gen X. <laughs> no, I, I mean, you know, like, I, I, but I mean, he was, he was emo before it was cool. Yeah. Um, uh, so mrswinger.com for masks, Chris Levine's awesome podcast on Spotify. And while we're at it, let's just throw in a, Let's just throw our buddy Ray at All in the Dream Comics and Books at 3115 East Colfax in Denver, Colorado, of course, because somehow Denver has just totally, you know, co-opted the Managing Expectations podcast. But uh, uh, Ray can be reached at 303, that's a Denver area code, 303-333-8616. You got anything else? Well, I was just going to add add to that list of sponsors. Uh, soon, very soon, check your freezer aisle for Brian Grimm's hot Colorado soup. <laughs> <laughs> I'm working on that, so we'll see. A hot Colorado soup in your frozen foods aisle. <laughs> frozen hot Colorado soup. Get it while it's hot. um so i i might have known that i would have trouble professionally um many many years ago i was 18 Uh, i was invited not to the manager's home but to the regional manager's home uh for beers and trivial pursuit well it turns out the regional manager presumably not a dumb guy but he wasn't a great reader maybe there were reasons maybe he was dyslexic or something but the question was and this is kind of how he read it um what 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 did clarence birdsey invent and i say Oh, it's bird's eye for bleep's sake. Invented frozen food. And, and strangely, Brian, I was never invited back again. Huh. What did, what did Clear, Clarency 
Clarency Birdsey. <laughs> Clarenza. It sounds like one of the one of the Borgia son-in-laws. <laughs> I wonder. I, I wonder if Clemenza is uh, is Italian for Clarence. Or, yeah. Or Le, what, Lemuel. What? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Clem. Clemenza. Clem. Clemenza. Um, the young Clemenza was played by Bruno Kirby, and he died kind of young, like probably my age of a heart attack. Uh, Bruno lucky. Kirby from from Got one of stiff. <laughs> from one of uh, the Grimm family favorite movies, The Freshman. Oh, really? I thought you were going to say City Slickers. I'm sorry. Uh, I don't really remember The Freshman. It was, uh, it was Brando playing Don Corleone with, with a different name, and he has a pet alligator. And no? Uh, no, he, he sends Matthew Broderick and... Uh, Who is the girl? Um, I can't remember her name, but she... Ali Sheedy. Nope. She was from Elizabeth, that Elizabeth was, Perkins. That, nope. Uh, uh, Ali Sheedy was in War Games. War Games. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was. I was kind of liked her. Yeah. Um, Apparently, she, Ali Sheedy was in a very depressing lesbian movie. That's what I hear. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, there was. There was. Uh, the Freshman is is a great movie. He he sends. Matthew Broderick on an assignment to go pick up something from the airport and it turns out to be a Komodo dragon and uh um and there's uh there's this there's the story behind that I don't want to spoil it but it's oh, okay it's, it's might hilarious. check it out yeah I've kind of been on a Hitchcock binge lately remember when uh you came over to the Grimm family house when and I we was watched like, rope we watched rope how did that play good your mom probably wouldn't shut up about the homoerotic overtones <laughs> typical of jeff you know he's a quarter gay on his father's side penelope ann miller was the girl in uh oh yeah it was who you get when you can't get elizabeth perkins mm -hmm. yeah uh bd bd wong also in that um More than a quarter gay on his father's side. I don't remember B.D. Wong in The Freshman. I guess I, I saw it once in the theater. In the theater. So that's pretty cool. Maximilian Schell. Oh. The only German actor anybody can, can name. Actually, that's not true. Klaus Kinski. Boom. There's two. Christoph, Christoph Waltz? Austrian. Austrian, yeah. Yeah. Well, come on. Who are we kidding? Yeah. Uh, and uh, who who's the guy that played Hitler? Hugo Gans. Hugo Gans played uh, uh, Downfalls, uh, the Hitler. Oh, so there's, see, there we go. I mean, frankly, 
if we were if we were on Family Feud right now, and it was Germanic actors, run the table. Oh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. He's pretty American now, though. Yeah, who 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 said it? it was was it was it Chris Rock? I think it was Chris Rock. It's like this guy's lived here for forty five years. You can't understand a word he's saying. <laughs> How's that possible? <laughs> That's funny. All right. Well, it's all right. Yeah. This hasn't been howlingly funny, but what the heck? We told everybody to manage their expectations going in. It's literally the name of the show. <laughs> so, so just get it. So just get it together. Okay. I mean, we are open to corrections, uh, particularly for the many Bee Gees fans. Oh, I'm sorry. The friends of Bee Gees fans who are listening to our podcast. <laughs> you know, but, uh, but, you know, look, if this, is, if this hasn't... Uh, what was... Um, yeah, if this isn't if this hasn't been your particular brand of vodka, yeah, we'll catch you next week. Yeah, and it'll be and it'll be it'll be fine. And in the meantime, if you want to listen to a great one, go back and listen to Bidet on the Brain again. It's hilarious. It's so funny. <laughs> I might just do that right now. Yeah, with all your free time. Yeah. We'll talk. We'll talk off offline. Not for long, because I don't have any free time. <laughs> All right. This has been Jeff Winger on on uh, uh, this. No, d- oh, wait. Well, it has been Jeff Winger, but it's also it's not the Jeff Winger podcast. For heaven's sake, um, prove it. Prove it. <laughs> it's the Managing Expectations podcast. Um, Brian, would you like to say goodbye? Oh, how gracious of you. Shut up. (laughs) Uh, We thank you for listening and for your support and uh, keep the feedback coming. We like to hear from our listeners. So if you liked it, what should they do? What should listeners do if they liked it, Brian? Mash that like button. (laughs) So is that what the kids say? Language. (laughs) Imagery, Brian. Oh, not going to have to wait for Sarah to come on the program to up our rating. Like, share, subscribe, tell a friend, friend, tell a friend, tell a couple friends, tell everybody, you know, put it on, put it on social media. That's a big thing these days. It won't get you canceled. Did I, I think I might've missed this uh, divot. It's a good thing we're not video because I might have missed his divot when I was shaving. All right. That's it for this time. Peace and love. Peace and love. Peace and love.